0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming your way live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, we're going to rock it down to South Florida. We got Week Seven in the NFL coming up. I thought we'd do a specific team, specific game, and the defending Super Bowl champions certainly merit that kind of consideration because they're out to a five and one start and looking pretty damn good. Got a nice test this week against the Chicago Bears here to give us some Bucks insight. It's Rick Stroud, been covering him for years for the Tampa Bay Times. He joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How was your quasi bye week, Rick? <laughs> Much needed. Uh, I didn't play any games, but uh, I'll tell you what,
2: I think everybody was exhausted from going to the West Coast, coming back, uh, you know, having a Thursday night game. So yeah, I think those, uh, you know, if you can get through them, uh, especially if you're a player, you get the reward on the back end.
1: Exactly. If you walk out of there with a win, it's a great thing. You walk out there with a loss. It's uh, kind of tough. And the Eagles put up some resistance, but not a whole heck of a lot. The final score looked a lot closer than the actual game, uh, the way that it was played on the field. The Bucks could have scored late if they needed to. They just ran out the clock. Um, I thought they were pretty darn impressive. And they basically took what the Eagles gave them. Eagles played a rather soft zone, and Brady just moved the ball up and down the field and stuck it into the end zone when he needed I thought it was a pretty impressive win for the Bucks, even though uh, for those who are interested in these type of things, they came up a half point short of covering. Uh, but they did look very good.
2: Yeah, it was a bad beat, as they say, uh, when you
1: <laughs> went for two and got it right. But when you're up
2: exactly. twenty-eight to seven, um, you know you should you should win that game handily. And unfortunately, you know, a couple of their touchdowns, they had forty-five yard and a fifty-yard pass interference penalty. Um, that sort of thing can't happen. You know, guys were in position, they just sort of lost their technique and panicked a bit. And, you know, anytime a quarterback like Jalen Hurts can extend plays uh, that can happen. And, you know, that could happen this, this Sunday, of course, against uh, Chicago with Justin Fields. So,
0: um,
2: but aside from that, yeah, offensively, you know, Brady uh, it's funny because, you know, the the more I'm around him, I talk to him about the way he sees the game and, You know, a lot of quarterbacks want to be the guy that makes all the plays, right? And and certainly Tom makes enough of them. But he just looks at the defense, and if they're going to play back and play cover, two, he's going to try to run the ball or check it down. Um, If they're going to play up, he's going to throw it over their heads. If they have inside leverage, he's throwing it outside. And if they got outside, he's throwing it inside. It sounds very simple. It's hard to execute. Um, But, man, he does it at such a high level. And at this age, it's just been remarkable to watch.
1: He did that against the Eagles for sure this week. And, oh, by the way, whether it's long, whether it's short, whether it's the backs, whether it's the receivers, whether it's tight ends, he leads the National Football League in yardage thrown. And for a guy of his age, that's pretty damn impressive, is it not?
2: Well, I've never seen anything like it, and I don't think we will. You know, there may be some quarterbacks that will play into their 40s. The ones that have have never, uh, you know, won this many games. And and that's really what, what separates, you know, Tom from everybody, right? I mean, Yeah, the yards are there and and certainly in this offense, you know, he's going to have that with the weapons around him uh, with Bruce Arians, you know, wanting to push the ball down the field at times. So that's, that's not going to be the issue. But, um, you know, for, for his ability to, you know, just to execute and win, um, and, you know, help raise the sort of the level of everybody around him. And that's really what he does is the attention to detail. Um, you know, just, just all the little small things that add up into into winning football games he's on top of. And guys respond to him, obviously, with his resume. He came in here and put a ring on their finger. That doesn't hurt either. So it's been something to watch. And I don't know how he does it. And I don't know that anyone else will come close to doing it again. But he certainly looks like he could play for a few more years.
1: Last year when Brady signed with the Bucks, they certainly acknowledged this is an all-in year for us. You go get a guy of his age. Of his caliber, too, but of his age. And you're, to use an overused sports phrase, you're all in. You're pushing all your chips into the middle of the table. They did. They added Gronk. They added Antonio Brown. They added added Leonard Fournette, uh, guys who weren't landing elsewhere. And they came in and did the phenomenal job they did and uh, got the team the Super Bowl that they were looking for. Well, they've kind of continued in that vein this year with adding a guy like Gio Bernard. And just recently, Richard Sherman... They got any all-in moves left before the trade line deadline between now and November second?
2: Well, anything's possible, right? And and all those guys you mentioned, um, you know, were players. Well, most of them, not Giovanni, but most of them were players um, that weren't wanted, you know, uh, by their current teams. Of course, some of them had off-field issues. Leonard Burnett was cut before the season last year, sort of an attitude issue. Even had some trouble accepting his role here. At one point, they were thinking about releasing him in Tampa, and then you know, uh, Ronald Jones got COVID and then, you know, he took over and, and became playoff Lenny and Lombardi Lenny. And, you know, when you we talk about a guy um, like Antonio Brown, you know, Tom Brady led the charge on that. I mean, I remember six months before that, Bruce Arians was asked about him. He said, nah, too much diva. He knew him well from Pittsburgh, of course, coming off an eight-game suspension. All he's done is come in here and, and, and like Brady, found the fountain of youth. Now, he's, he's out for this game with an ankle sprain. Um, but he's been dynamic, and uh, you know is is just a couple yards off their receiving lead right now with four touchdowns. And Richard Sherman was on the couch because of the off-field issues he had, his age, all of that. I know there's some teams poking around, but nobody really offered him anything until the Bucks did. And of course, they were decimated by injuries in the secondary. And you know, bless his heart, he came in here and and played you know three games in 12 days or attempted to, and his hamstrings wouldn't hold up, but. Um, he he's added some experience, that savvy, you know, veteran uh, that can help. What's really a young secondary, even though these guys have been together two or three years, uh, and he'll be back probably in two or three weeks. So, yeah, they they like you know, I wrote about this on Sunday. The you know, Bucks have sort of become, and Leonard Fournette said this last chance you of the NFL, and you can do that when you have a, tr- a strong locker room, um, a, a head coach like like Bruce Arians and certainly Tom Brady, um, you know, is going to make sure all those guys fall in line.
1: All right. You called uh, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny. Can I add one more? I'll give him Leo Lenny, as in uh, Leo uh, DiCaprio, because the acting job he did against the Eagles was one of the best I've seen in the NFL this year. <laughs> the play on the sidelines with Genardi yep. Avery, who pushed him out of bounds, who stood there, and he stared at him but he didn't touch him for gets up, runs into him and throws up his arms. Like he's been assaulted and the referee throws a flag for taunting. It was the best uh, acting job I'd seen in the NFL all year. Yeah, it was good. And it was one that was needed, you know, in that
2: drive because they were trying to run the clock out. Of course, it was only a six point game at that point. And, um, you know, he, he told us that in the past, rather than an act, he would have reacted and he would have, uh, probably gotten into the fray and maybe gotten a penalty himself which would have hurt his football team but you know that's that's part of the growth that we've seen with him since he's been here uh, and you know the fact that you know whether it was acting or not reacting I think that that helped them get the penalty and, and certainly helped them run out the rest of the clock.
1: I'm talking to Rick Stroud he covers the uh, Bucks for the Tampa Bay Times he's here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right give me a read on the Uh, defensive backfield going into this game against the Bears. Sherman gets injured and is out, just showed up, just getting into the flow. He's already missing time. But they do get uh, Winfield back, who had been out with a concussion for the game against the Eagles. Who's playing corner? Who's in that D backfield against the Bears on Sunday for the Bucks?
2: Well, it it remains to be seen. I mean, they've got a number of guys, you know, that – that they can pick from, but basically, you know, they've been you know bringing guys up from the practice squad, whether it's Pierre Desir, guys like this that have jumped in here and done a really good job. And and I think, you know, getting getting Antoine Winfield back. Of course, they got Mike Edwards. Uh, Jamel Dean has been the guy that has has actually helped them. You know, he was their third corner, um, but has a lot of talent. He's long, like Richard Sherman. He can really run. And he was kind of banged up with a knee, but these last two weeks he's come back and he's sort of been the catalyst for him. He did have a PI in the game against Philadelphia, but he also had an interception his second one in two straight games. He's never had a game in his career where he's had three, so that's a motivation for him this week against Justin Fields. Um, And, you know, slowly they they will hopefully get some more people back. Um, It still could be a couple weeks before Sean Murphy bunting with the dislocated elbow. Um, maybe not as long for Carlton Davis we'll see Um, but the problem is every week it seems like somebody else gets hurt and you know Winfield coming off the concussion protocol is, is big for them so you know Todd Bowles has done a remarkable job putting these guys in position the goal is just to not let the ball go over their heads for the most part they held a couple teams to 17 points last week um yeah they did a good job against the the Dolphins so you know, as long as, as long as they can, you know, make teams go the long way, not give up big plays or big penalties, which has really hurt them is the penalties. They feel like they're going to outscore most teams on most days. And certainly that's the case, they think against Chicago and they're going to have to play a clean game. Cause when they went up there last year on a Thursday night, they were, they were awful. And, you know, they had way too many penalties and self-inflicted wounds. So they remember that. And, uh, you know, defensively, just hold on and, and, and hope that Brady puts up 30 or 34 points for you.
1: Yeah, a little revenge from last year. One of the few uh, one of the tougher losses the Bucks suffered was in Chicago against the Bears. Um, I know last week the Eagles uh, believed coming in if they were going to win, they were going to have to go through the air to beat Tampa. They're stout as they are against the run, um, but uh, because of injuries and uh, some non-productivity, they could be beaten over the top. The Eagles didn't do near enough of that. Another young quarterback with a good arm who hasn't had a breakout game yet. Are uh, The Bucks ready to watch Justin Fields throw it 30 to 35 times this week.
2: Well, they'd like him to. I mean, they know they're going to try. Every team's going to try to run the football. And this has been the best team against the run for three seasons now. And, yep. you know, it's not by accident. You've got those two big guys inside in Vita and in some really active linebackers that, that the guards can't get to. Um, Levante David will not play this game. Um, but certainly they got Devin white. I think the thing, you know, that may help the bucks is they, they just played a mobile quarterback, you know, in Jalen hurts, uh, the last time out. And, um, but Justin Fields is a talent and you just never know. And I've talked to Todd Bowles about playing rookie quarterbacks and it's not a secret. They're going to try to bring as much pressure and as many exotic looks as they can to put pressure on Justin Fields, and you you hope that he, he drops his eyes and he watches the rush. If he does that, they got him. If he keeps his head downfield, um, makes some you know escapes and 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 they lose contain and he throws the ball, uh, they could they could be in trouble. So it, it's going to be a challenge. You never know when when things are going to click for those young quarterbacks. It, he's been struggling. They've had 18 sacks. Um, this is a game where I think the Bucks defense could actually really be a force in this game instead of just hanging on. They could actually create some turnovers and some opportunities for their offense. But, um, you know, Justin Fields will definitely get the, the full Todd Bowles blitz treatment, I think, on mm-hmm. Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. Part of that might come from their valued rookie, Joe Tryon, who I'd heard about way back in preseason, that this oh, kid yeah. was lighting things up for the Bucks. They've already got two good uh, pass-rushing outside linebackers, so it wasn't a draft for need. It was a draft purely on talent, and he's flashed that. How have they done incorporating him into the lineup? Is he getting enough snaps?
2: Well, I think he could get more. I mean, really, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul is is a remarkable story. With all that he's overcome, you know, the fireworks accident in 2015, uh, fractured his neck a couple of years ago, still played 10 games with eight-and-a-half sacks, let him in sacks a year ago, but he's a beat-up football player. And, you know, most guys don't get – Healthier and more productive as they get older, and that's one of the things about having these twenty-two starters back. A lot of these guys are at the tail ends of their careers, but he doesn't want to come off the field. Um, you know, I, I, last week I think he played about you know seventy-nine percent of the snaps. They do have some sets where they will rush Joe Tryon along with JPP and Shaq Barrett in the same defense, and so they they like to get to that package when they can. Um, but, you know, Dryon Sharinka is, is such a talented guy. He can't possibly know, uh, you know, what Pierre Paul knows or, or have the, that energy that, that JPP plays with, but he's such a tremendous athlete that he might run into a few splash plays and
0: <laughs> had the two <laughs> sacks
2: in his startup in new England. He was terrific. So I think we'll see more and more of them and, and they got to get JPP healthy. If he's going to be around for 17 games.
1: Let me ask you about that new England game. Then I want to get into the, uh, sched uh, after Chicago, Good thing to get that Patriot-Brady-Belichick rematch, hug fest, uh, out of the way early in the season. Uh, Just putting uh, the actual matchup itself aside, uh, the whole other story on top of the game itself. And it was a pretty damn uh, close and competitive game that went the right way for the Bucs uh, at the end of the night with this final score. Um, But was the timing of it good? Get it over and done with early in the season for Brady.
2: Well, I think so. And and
1: you know, I've never seen anything like it, uh
2: when I was up there and there's never been anything like it probably in a hundred years of the game, just because of what Brady meant to that franchise, twenty seasons in one place, six Super Bowls, all those all those things and those ties that he had to the New England area in that fan base. And, you know, really um uh it it was it was almost like a, its own little Super Bowl in some ways. People were waiting for him hours before the game. The reception he got when he took the field was unbelievable. Uh, and then when the game started, you know, uh, the Patriot fans did what they should, and they booed him, and they, they rooted like hell for the Patriots and for Mac Mac Jones. So, I mean, you know, listen, uh, he was – he would never say, say this at the time. It was extremely emotional for him seeing you know, people like Bob Kraft, even the even – the, you know, the meaning after the game, I mean, he, he, you know, obviously got a quick hug from Belichick. But then Bill went into the locker room and spent about 20 minutes with just Brady, probably the first time they had talked, certainly since he decided to leave. And, I, you know, there was just a lot of emotion that I think he was glad to get behind him, certainly wanted to win the game. And, you know, I, if this game had been later in the season, it would have just been sort of flashing there like a neon sign. So, yeah, I do, I do think he's glad it's behind him.
1: All right, uh, one more Brady point, and then I'll ask you about the schedule. Uh, he's got that uh, a whole bunch of Subway commercials that are airing now. He did the one for Bitcoin, which I think he's really good in, as a matter of fact. He took a little bit of a shot this week in his press availability with Darren Rogers. I might not own Chicago. He's almost comedic. He just seems looser than he's ever been before. You got a reason why?
2: He's not in New England. He's not, um, you know, under the, the thumb of Bill Belichick. And, and, and you know, those guys up there, I think, you know, feel the pressure not to be outspoken. Um, he's really found his voice down here, and, and good for him. You know, after 20, 21 seasons in the league, he certainly has plenty to say, but he's having fun. And, yeah. you know, in so many ways, it's been a surprise for him, um, you know, to go to another organization. I know he talked to Peyton Manning about – when he went to Denver, you know, you meet a bunch of new teammates. You you learn a different part of the country, which he really enjoys. He's got a house on the water. Uh, he's a boater now. He's got jet skis. Uh, you know, he comes out in November, December, January, and and it's like you know seventy five degrees, and he can't believe how much better his body feels at that age. So, um, you know, I just think that, that you're getting the actual personality of Tom Brady that maybe we didn't get a chance to see in those twenty seasons in New
1: England. All right, uh, this is um, admittedly playing devil's advocate here for a competitive game tomorrow. After the Bears... Uh, you got the Saints in New Orleans. They look like the biggest competition within the division right now. If you Panther fans want to get mad at me, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, I just have not been impressed by the Panthers. Uh, And then after that, they've got the Washington football team, the Giants, and the Colts before a truly tough opponent, the Bills, pop up on the sked. Any chances to look ahead game for Tampa? Looking ahead to New Orleans next week, going into Chicago? Well, you would you would think that
2: that might be the case, except who the quarterback is. And I'm just here to tell you, he's so singularly focused on on the week ahead. They've had a good week of practice. He's had to overcome, you know, the the thumb injury and all of that. hasn't worked with any tape on this week, so he seems to be feeling better there. And the fact that they played such a bad game in Chicago a year ago, they've certainly watched that tape. So, no, I, I don't think they'll be looking ahead, but. Looking ahead, we'd like to do that. And you're talking about a game on Halloween in New Orleans, right? Against the quarterback that the Bucs know all too well in Jameis Winston. And the fact is, even though the Bucks won the Super Bowl a year ago, and that's the ultimate prize, they've lost five straight regular season games to the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, the Saints have won this division four straight times. So at some point, you know, you've got to be the biggest guy on the block, right? And they are defending Super Bowl champions, but until they... Until they knock off the Saints, uh, they could be looking at a wild card. So it's going to be an exciting game um, and certainly one that they hope to get some guys back for and get healthy. Uh, But, you know, in this league, you can't you can't slip up and and look past anybody or you'll get your block knocked off. And, And Tom Brady has imparted that on his teammates. They know it all too well. So whatever happens on Sunday against the Bears won't be because of who's on the schedule ahead of them.
1: Rick, great stuff. We us some really good insight. Always a pleasure. Appreciate your jumping on with us this evening. We will get you back on again in a couple of weeks down the road. Thanks, buddy.
2: Sounds good, Jody. Thanks
1: for having me. My pleasure. Rick Stroud does a great job covering the Bucks for the Tampa Bay Times. Hopping aboard here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.